Hello, ladies and gentlemen, welcome to episode 304 of the Dark Treasure Podcast. I'm your host, as always, I'm Tyler, and joining me, we have the man, the myth, the legend himself, Sir Colonel Gables. What's up, buddy? Hey, Tyler, I am doing fantastic. As a matter of fact, if you at home listening or whoever on the go is listening to this podcast at this very moment, I have just upgraded my microphone. And so, what I have been using before was a blue snowball mic that I've had since pretty much towards the beginning of this podcast. But today, I decided to check out Walmart, and I found a quality Yeti microphone. So, yeah, this thing was not cheap either, but the sound quality, I'm really loving it. I can tell the difference when I'm recording stuff, like how crisp and how clear a lot of the uh, stuff sounds. So, I'm very happy in regards to that. Otherwise, dude... I've just been doing nothing but Smash Brothers since yesterday. <laughs> nice. Nice. Yeah, uh, just when you thought Gables couldn't sound any sexier. <laughs> finds a way. Now you can just hear me and my baritone voice so crispy mm-hmm. clean. Mm-hmm. <laughs> wait, after the uh, outro, you're going to stay and wait for uh, Gables to sing Oh Holy Night. <laughs> <laughs> oh, boy. Yeah. Well, Coolio Gables. Cool. So, what have you been doing? Oh, um, I'm doing okay. <laughs> you know, uh, been a, it's been an awesome week as far as like entertainment wise goes. Uh, yeah. Been, you know, it's been it's it's was one thing getting keeping me going right now is just all the cool stuff happening in entertainment. Uh, just been crappy sleep the last few weeks. Uh, combination of hype, work, stress, uh, all that fun jazz, but. Uh, just been an awesome freaking week. If if you were a child that was born this week, if you're listening to this 20 years in the future for some odd reason, if this is still around, I don't know. If podcasts are still a thing. It could be, you, you know. Yeah, yeah. But think about it. They they were born in the in the greatest week in entertainment history. Not only we got we got Smash. We got yeah. we got the kind of funny game showcase. We got the game awards. We got uh-huh. Captain Marvel trailer. We got the Avengers in-game trailer. Like, holy crap! What a week! Like every day, something cool is dropping. So, oh yeah, it's been a it's been a uh, really great week of uh, really cool, exciting things going on. Uh, there's been a few times I about uh, had an aneurysm, like I'm just pure like trying to hold in my excitement uh, at the in the break room at work when I when I saw something drop or leak or a trailer or whatever it was uh, this week. So it's been awesome. Uh, but yeah, like like Gable's saying, uh, Smash Down. I guess. Um, actually, before we get there, had a, we had a perfect segue and I ruined it. But this is this is important uh, to us. Uh, cool thing happened last week. Uh, we are officially on Spotify now. Yep. So if you guys listen to your podcast on there, um, or spend a lot of time listening to podcasts or music on there, like I do, uh, we're on there as well now. Just search us up, Drunk Dashers Podcast, and you'll find us. We're really you just got drunk probably just type in drunk dash and it will pop up um so that's cool I, i'm really exciting that's um it was gables and i were talking after the show last week about uh, adding ourselves on different areas and i'm like oh what if we can get on spotify because i heard it's kind of a a bit of a process and i just haven't gone gone about the routes of doing it uh yeah literally took me 10 minutes 
uh, <laughs> to sign up for it. And then I woke up, I did it at like two in the morning and I woke up at like seven or so. And I went on and looked cause they don't, it says we will not tell you if you're approved or not of being on Spotify or they won't tell you if you're, if you're on Spotify, they'll just tell you if you don't, if you're not allowed to be on Spotify. And I went and looked, searched, boom, we were on there. So nice. and it automatically uploaded our entire history. So if you are wow. just now finding us through Spotify, um, every episode, all 303, actually, we've had, we have some like half shows in there too. So there's of course, well over, you know, over 300, uh, shows. So yeah, it's pretty exciting to be on there. Uh, super way easier. Uh, the, the only hard part about it was, was finding, uh, the proper feed they wanted to take from, uh, but yeah, anyways, uh, we're on there now, so check it out. Uh, but anyways, back to Smash. I think we should just jump right into that, Gables. Um, yep. It is a game that I think one of our probably most anticipated games um, ever since they announced it back in like April or May. Um, I know it's been my most looked forward to game of the past like uh, year and stuff when it was initially unveiled at, uh, I think it was at E3 or something like that, like a year or two ago or something. Uh, it was actually, but... no, it was unveiled like in... Right before E3 this year. Oh, that's right. Yeah, when the, with Man, the Inklings. It feels like it's. It feels like it's been like a few years of waiting. Uh, but t- no. <laughs> time time travel is weird, man. It does. does it, it does. Doesn't move right anymore. But yeah, I was very much looking forward to Smash and stuff, and then finally, after work yesterday, after finishing up another work week, I decided, okay, let's go to Walmart. I want to get this game. I finally get the game and stuff. I started around six o'clock last night. I literally played up until almost midnight. <laughs> that is a game sinker. That's a game sinker for anyone else mm-hmm. listening right now. It's like, it's the type of game where you like it, you play it, and all of a sudden you look at the clock and you think to yourself, where did my time go? Yeah, yeah. Yeah, it is, uh, you will lose uh, hours quickly with this game. Uh, oh, definitely. I was telling Gables for the show, actually, uh, you know, I got home and started playing it, and Justin was going to a Smash party uh, last night, and he's like, hey, man, you can come. If you want to come, you can. I'm like, all right, cool, I'm in. And he's like, you might want to bring your uh, Joy-Cons and, uh, and with the adapter and your Pro Controller. I'm like, oh, geez, how many people are going to be here? And uh, <laughs> I get I get there. There's like, I'm like the fifth or sixth person there, and uh, I got there like 8.45-ish or so. And uh-huh. at one, we were up to ten people at one point, and I'm I, wow. I'm like, we could be playing eight player Smash, and people still can't play. That that's insane to me. That's cool. That's crazy. And I was, you know, I was, that is. And, I, and it was funny because I was uh, telling mom about Smash, and she's like, she doesn't know what that is. Um, but yeah. I was like, I'm like, it's crazy. It's like it's funny because twenty years ago, you know, Justin and I grew up living three houses down from each other, and uh-huh. I used to like for years. I'd take my, I'd always take my controller up there to go play, uh, walk up to his house and go play uh, Smash uh, Melee. Uh-huh. And like twenty years, almost twenty years later, I'm taking my controllers to go play Smash with Justin. <laughs> <laughs> it all comes full circle. Yeah, yeah, it's it's funny. The cycle never ends, which I'm fine with. This is a cool cycle. Uh, yeah, so it, it was just cool, but it was it was fun. Uh, one of the guys, uh, he was doing the the trick you were telling me about before. Uh, we were recording about how to quickly um, unlock characters, and he's had like yeah, I think he had like sixty something of the seventy six characters, and we wow. unlocked another four or five uh, throughout the night. So yeah, it was it was it was cool to uh, get be able to play a lot of the new characters. That's oh my god, yeah. That 
that is, a, I think, I, I like the idea of unlocking characters. It gives you something more to do. Uh, I think that was an issue with Wii U, where it's like, everything's unlocked right away. Except for a few stages. Um, and Oh, I love I love earning characters in this game. Yeah. It just feels, even after using that method, where it's like, go to stock mode. Set the stock mode to 1. Like, set the CPU at low. Choose a character. And all of a sudden, it doesn't matter if you win or lose. The freaking character that the new foe will pop automatically after... The match is over, so it's like you could technically just like go through, start a match, maybe jump to your death or whatever the hell, and all of a sudden it's like, okay, new fighter to unlock. Yeah, <laughs> yeah, it, it does kind of suck though, because like I really wanted to try out a lot of the new characters, and uh, you're like it, it could take a while to get before you get there with them. It's random. Yeah, yeah that that's actually of the of the unlocky character stuff. I like that it's random, uh, especially like when you look at like melee, or is like uh, you had to like. Like Mewtwo and Game of Watch were like the last were like no matter what oh, yeah. they were like the last two you had to get, and um, there was ways there's ways you can kind of like out of in certain if you want to get a character faster there's ways to do it but other characters you just had to hit the the time allotment to do it but uh oh yeah you basically had to either spend about six hours or something trying to unlock Mewtwo back in melee or like uh, play I think it was like three hundred matches or something yeah yeah I think Game of Watch was like seven hundred or something like that. Something crazy like that. Yeah. It was like there was like a time there's you can do it in hours or games played. So I remember doing a lot of like setting the uh getting four characters on computer put four computer players and put them at ninety nine stock and just leave the GameCube on, go walk go do something else while that yep. happened to hurry up and they get them unlock them faster. But uh yeah, I don't know. I mean anyways back to you know, Smash Ultimate. Um what what are your kind of initial thoughts? We've we've had less we've had less than twenty four hours to play this game, so um, we're recording a little earlier on Saturday than normal. So, what do you what do you think? My initial thoughts of the game is it runs smooth. There's no type of any issues in terms of uh, how the characters move. Oh my gosh, the accessibility of what type of controls I can use is fantastic because I could either play it on the go with my Joy Cons and stuff, with my Switch, or I could switch easily into my Pro Controller. Characters feel good, honestly. I'm surprised at how many characters I can go through from the get go know the concept of how to use them and stuff. It feels familiar, but at the same time, there are definitely some learning curve for characters. Another thing that I've loved about the game is not just the randomness of the characters you unlock with certain things, but also how classic mode, how that whole thing's structured, I like to a degree. Basically, from the get-go in classic mode, you get to choose a difficulty based upon the, like, I think it was either 1.0 all the way up to the... I think it's 5.0 they have you initially and stuff, where it unlocks basically how well that you do, how you progress throughout the classic mode and of itself. So how the classic mode is structured right now is when you beat someone inside of a match, it either goes up or goes down in accordance to what you did during that match. Every character has their own different path. Like, every character has their own different type of theme in terms of their own journey throughout Classic Mode. I really love that. It's a vast difference in between what you did in, like, Melee or what you did in the original Smash Brothers to where you just have a random bunch of fighters and all of a sudden you're pitted with, like, either a specific, like, three battles that you have to do in each, like, uh, in each of those go-throughs and stuff you're playing that the original Smash Brothers story mode and stuff, but, uh... No, in this game, it's like you have your own set theme for each character, and then all of a sudden you have like a puzzle or something like that. Well, no, you have like a mini game, 
excuse me, not a puzzle, but a mini game that you got to go through and you got to collect all these orbs and stuff and get to the exit before being sucked into a black hole. That's been kind of difficult for me because I have yet to find the character where I can go and get everything and just make it to the finish, pretty much. It's sort of a spin upon how the original Smash Brothers had that race to the finish old concept where you had to go through multiple paths and do this and do that and stuff. Only the uh, the gimmick of it is you have to collect these bright orbs and stuff and try to get the highest score possible while you're going through and doing that stuff. But the end battle is based upon the specific character, like how well you do progressively. Like say, if you've unlocked to a certain number extent and difficulty, you could face either Master Hand, Crazy Hand, or even like a specific like villain character or something from that, uh, from depending on which character you're using at that point. Like for example, if I was I was playing as Mario, and at the end I had to face off against Giga Bowser and stuff after beating Bowser initially. So I basically had a a double final boss battle where I beat Bowser, Bowser grew and stuff to Giga Bowser, and so I had to try to do various stuff with him. Classic mode feels good. It feels a lot different, and it makes me want to go through with each character and not being so monotonous. Because here's the thing, though. If you're playing a fighting game and you want to try out every character, each character and the way they progress throughout the classic mode... It has to feel somewhat different and not really stagnant. That's a problem that another game that I played that was similar had. PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Where each character, you had a specific standard, you have specific things. The only thing that was different about that was the end credits after you beat the game. This is different. Each set themes, each set paths, things are pretty much better in terms of that than than opposed to doing an arcade mode style thing in uh, that you know, PlayStation All-Stars Battle Royale. Let's see. As far as the World of Light goes, I'm still super early inside of it. But from what I've gotten through so far, there are some... It basically kind of feels like a mix between the subspace emissary and event mode to a certain extent because there are so many types of gimmick matches and all these different types of stamps and all these different types of spirits that you have to collect and stuff and use in accordance. They actually give you little brief tips and stuff like that on how to get the most bang for your buck. Like, if you face off against certain, like, uh, spirit characters or something like that, and uh, go through and use a specific type of spirit that's, like, lower level or something, you earn more in recordance and stuff. And what I like about the World of Light mode is it actually gives you, like, sort of a rock, paper, scissors sort of way to face other fighters. So it actually isn't, like, a... Like a, a triangle sort of effect here. So you have grapple characters, you have shield type characters, and you have like attack characters. Each of them have a strength and weakness based upon an actual triangle. So it's like grapple will work against shield. Shield will work against like attack. And then attack will work against grab and stuff. So you have to constantly switch out what type of spirits that you want to use in accordance based upon like uh, what spirit or what characters you're facing. The quality so far feels all right. There are times where I feel like I am getting a little bit bored, but that's because of not really switching up with different types of characters. But overall, from my experience playing Smash Brothers last night in a bit, just before we started recording, I have really been enjoying this game. And it makes me have the nostalgic feel of when I got Smash Brothers Melee for the GameCube for the first time. Because they're... 
with that game, I was obsessed with it to the point where I played that game for months, and I spent close to around two, three hundred hours or something like that, and went through all these different types of modes, all these different types of characters, unlocked what I could. I could see myself easily sinking at least around that amount of time to go through this game and still find something I got to unlock. <laughs> because it has a lot of depth, a lot of replayability so far, and I'm still thinking about playing it, even regardless of, uh, you know, just quitting like about, what was it, 20 minutes ago or so? <laughs> yeah, too long ago. Too long ago. Too long ago. Yeah, we're both having withdrawals right now. <laughs> so what are your overall thoughts so far from playing Smash, Tyler? Uh, I'm really into it. Uh, like, uh, you know, I was really excited about, you know, Smash 4 and 5, 3DS and Wii U version. Oh, um, yeah. Yeah, I liked Brawl quite a bit. Um, Brawl was fun. Yeah, the subspace emissary, you know, it wasn't great, but it was it was kind of a cool little single-player mode. Um yeah. And I just I did not I did not get into um, the 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 Smash for Smash Four for the uh, Wii U because I think a lot of it like we were talking earlier like it sucks when like you want to play these certain characters but at the same time when you play the game everything's already there for you so yeah. I mean it's fun to play but there's not when you're playing by yourself there's not really uh, there's not really an achievement to it you're just playing I mean it's fun don't get me wrong but it's like there's no like you're not really earning anything. It's just there's you kind of need that sometimes to keep yourself playing it. And I only play I, I only played it for maybe ten hours. I, I just didn't play it again. Um, right. But this one. But what, oh, go ahead. But this one. Well, let me just do a little brief uh, brief saying and so I'll let you continue yeah. though. With this game and stuff, as opposed to Brawl, at least you're constantly unlocking new characters, yeah. constantly unlocking new stuff to make you want to go back and play it. Yeah, and, and I think that's a you know like I, I get frustrated like I was saying like. It frustrates sometimes because like I want to, like Greninja is my guy. I want to play as Greninja, and yeah. like uh, Pit is one, one, another one of my favorites. I want to play as him, Young Link, and um, you know it's like oh, I just want to play with these guys. I want to play with the, I want to try the new guys, and it, it's you know like I said, it's frustrating at some points, but it's but you like you constantly like you said, you're every ten minutes of gameplay you can unlock a character, or there's yep. the easy uh, kind of uh, loop you, that you were talking about where you play a single stock match uh, after the. Uh, Play that game, Noob Challenger approaches, fight that random guy, unlock him, close out the game, go back in, do it over and over again until you unlock all the characters. And you can do that in um, about three or four hours if you if you do it that way, which is... And you can, and you can still have a lot of fun doing that. Oh, yeah, definitely. <laughs> um, especially if you want to try out new characters, it's a good way to do it. But, um, yeah, I've been having fun. I've been trying out some of the new modes. One, one of the uh, coolest things, and one of the things they showed up at the last Direct... Um, that I was really excited about initially was the uh, squad strike mode. Uh, that oh, that's, yeah. that's kind of like the Marvel versus Capcom and what Dragon Ball Fighters does, where it's yep you can do three v three, five v five. The only thing is you can't swap, which kind of sucks, but that's fine. Uh, uh, I'm just happy this mode's in here. I'm having a blast with that mode. I, w- I wish I had more characters un- uh, unlocked because, like, uh, I think now I'm up to like <laughs> I'm up to about twenty now, but um, maybe a little bit more. Uh, but like I've been doing it with like five v five or three v three, and it's really fun. And you can pick the order in which they come in. Uh, so what I've been doing a lot is like I'll have like the two or three characters that I'm really good with, and I'll stick them at the end. And like these new characters I'm unlocking, that I want to try like when I get like Inkling, the uh, Inkling, and uh, like Villager and stuff like that. That people I just want to try out. I hadn't played it very much with, or they're new. Uh, I throw them at the beginning, and I'll fight with them and just see what I like. It's it's a cool way of being competitive, but also trying out new characters. 
Um, and I just I'm having a blast. My favorite mode in this game so far is doing that. I haven't done I did not I have not tried the uh, classic mode yet. That's the one thing I haven't got to. Um, now that I have Pit, um, one of my one of my three or four mains that I have um, or go tos I guess. Um, I'm, I'm gonna go try him first. But uh, I did I played a few, couple hours or so, maybe a little bit more of the World of Light mode, the adventure mode. Uh, mm-hmm. And I will I have to say that. Is a major disappointment to me. Uh, Why is that? I just, I just, I'm not, not getting into it. It just feels lifeless, and it's just, I'm going from you know spirit to spirit, unlocking these stickers, and it's like, oh, you can you level up these stickers and get more attack power, but I don't really feel like they're doing a whole lot. Um, it's, it just, I, it sucks that I think one thing, one big thing for it, going against it for me is they got rid of event mode and added this mode. Um, and I love the. It basically feels like event mode just merged into like an adventure mode, pretty much. Yeah, and I, 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 you know, like I was saying a while back when they first announced it, it's like if they have a single player mode, um, I just want it to be like just copy what Dragon Ball Fighters and like Neverwhelm's doing with Mortal Kombat. Oh my god! Injustice. Yeah, right. Just like string, make a story, and string these characters and, and you know splice them in there. There are seventy six characters. You won't. It won't be like it'll be better than it, than Dragon Ball Fighters and the Netherrealm games because uh, they don't they don't have to reuse characters over and over again because they only have you know twenty or so, which is still quite a bit. But like right. this game has four times that amount. Like you can go through the whole you can do the whole game without seeing the same character twice, and, that's and plus true. the boss fights in there. You can, I mean you can, that's crazy. Um, and in this game, it's just I, I'm not like it. I'm just it feels like I just want to play Smash. You know. I want to just play Smash. I want to play with my characters. And in this game, like you start as Kirby and lock characters. I'm playing as characters that I don't really like. Have, I don't really have fun playing as. Uh, I'm stuck with between Kirby, Marth, and uh, Mario right now, and uh, don't not really having the most fun with them. And I'm not very good with them too. So it's making it more challenging. And I understand you know the get good factor and you know, oh you got to play. It's you know and forcing you to play. And I I think the play as new characters, but I think the squad strike is a good way to do that too. And play just playing the game as well, but. That's true. Uh, I, yeah, I'm just not in like adding those stickers with the spirits and all. It's just I don't know. It's I played in like these some of these modes. I'm just kind of playing them just to get get further in the map, uh, and I'm not really having fun with them. Like oh, this one. I've, I if I had to do another uh, uh, battle with uh, the the floor is lava, I'm gonna go crazy because I've seen like oh, eight of those already, and I've done like thirty or so different uh, of these. Uh, uh, games these fights well yeah especially after playing a few hours and stuff they were, like i said before it did get repetitive after a little bit you know yeah. and like i've only faced off maybe one of those type of missions where the floor is sort of like lava and you get stuck yeah or something like say quicksand or yeah whatsoever. they have like the floor is sticky the floor is lava but it only hurts it only affects you and like it's it's 2v1 it's or hey the, there's a the this guy's is a giant oh hey it's a stamina fight it's just there's only so many times you can see these, like, different... Like, the event mode was great because there was, like, I don't know, like, what, 40, 50 different events, and everyone was unique, and there was a reason behind it. Like, you're going to fight yes. all the Pokemon characters. It's it's Link versus Ganondorf, you know? It's, like, it felt like... And that was the, the thing going into it. Like, people were saying, they're adding in all these Nemesis. There's going to be a Nemesis mode where it's Sandwich versus Ridley and all this. And, like, that sounded exciting. And it's just... No, it's just this. Um, and I, I was playing... I, the reason... At, for the first, I played a good chunk of it, and I was just kind of zoning out while doing it, because uh, I thought that would be the quickest way to unlock the characters. 
and then I found out uh, how to unlock the characters through Smash. Just oh, every ten minutes you unlock a character. So oh, I don't. Yeah. I, I've been playing a lot more of Squad Strike and just regular Smash mode. But it, I mean, it, it's a blast. It is a blast. But I think the the, the mode I was lo- most looking forward to, the World of Light mode, uh, has been an extreme disappointment. But the rest of the game is still fantastic. It's still going to be one of the best games of the year, if not of all time. Yeah, I'll tell you this, though, from right now. I thought initially kind of the same as you, or this is where I was going to unlock the characters inside the World of Light, yeah. and then going forth onto YouTube and stuff and, fig- and actually seeing the method of how you can quickly unlock characters and do this and all that and stuff. It's making me have a blast just playing Smash mode and then playing through Classic mode, because Classic mode was the first thing I just initially went to, because that's the bread and butter that I'm so used to playing because it's quintessentially story mode from yeah. Special Smash. Yeah. And then going through back to Smash and it's like, that's you know, the different Smash mode and stuff. And doing that and looking characters that way. I feel like I just want to do that and not so much the World of Light stuff. But at the same point, it's like I want to go through the World of Light to try to experience it in its entirety. Because of how reminiscent it does take from event mode and doing this and doing that. Plus, you know what? Some of the gimmick stuff can be fun at points. Yeah, but there's. Yeah, I'm gonna do it in chunks. Yeah, I think that's the way to do it. Like, because uh, um, there's there's definitely fun game modes, and like, there's definitely some points where it's just, it's just regular Smash, or there's just there's some unique ones you can do, um, and there's some fun battles. But for the most part, and then like, uh, it's, for the most part, I'm having fun with it, and the difficulty spikes are just insane. Like, you'd be like fighting because oh yeah, they are. So like, you get these, you get the the uh, stickers. And they like you can level them up and stuff, and you get um, uh, oh gee, um, sorry, you level them up and you get you raises up their strength for them and their power level. And there's like yeah, like you were saying, there's sword, there's like attack, defense, grab, and then there's like a neutral one. And like the higher level is, like the more powerful your character is. And I'll be like fighting, 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 and you can do uh, I'll fight this person like I'll fight like five or six in a row. Like they're like the power levels for these computers are like. Uh, completely random it feels like where it's just like yeah they are there's no like gradual like getting tougher it's just like i'll fight a bunch of them there like 1800 1200 2000 4000 3000 and then all of a sudden i'll, I'll get stuck at this one part where like 9100 and i'll put i'll fight this guy like six times and just get destroyed um yep. and then i'm like well i'm gonna go this direction now and it's nice it doesn't it's not like a straight line there's different ways you can go uh but if a lot of feel like far too often like it feels like there must be something important that way, and it doesn't want you to get there yet. Um, and there's definitely, and they said there's like ones where like you have to get a certain spirit to unlock this, to open this gate or something like that. Yeah, um, or build a bridge. Yeah, build a bridge. <laughs> I saw the bridge one. There's a couple other ones I've seen too, um, like open a gate and things like that. It's just like, ugh. I, I, I don't know. I'm not, I'm not loving it. I'm like you. I'm gonna keep trying to chug through it. Maybe it'll get better. Um, but I've heard it super long, like. Uh, one person I was listening to on a podcast said they've put about tr- sunk about twenty hours into it, and they're only about two thirds, maybe three quarters of the way through it. Wow! Yeah, that's to beat. That's a lot. Yeah, that's to beat everything uh, in that game. So, uh, yeah, I don't know. It I mean, I don't know. like. I'm spending a lot of time focusing on that. I mean, like I said, it's because it was the thing I was most uh, excited about playing. Uh, but I, I still overall just having fun with it. Uh, it's it's a blast. It's gonna be one of both of our one of our game, top games of the year for sure. Uh, I can feel that's going to be the case. Yeah, <laughs> uh, 
and it's totally well deserved. Like the gameplay is is great. It's excellent. Uh, all the new characters uh, seem fun to play as. I got to play as a bunch of the new ones last night when uh, one of the guys, like I said, he had most of the characters unlocked. Um, and I can't wait to check out the rest of them. Um, I will say it is a missed opportunity that Nintendo did not take any like cues from, say, Dragon Ball Fighters or Mortal Kombat mm-hmm. like uh, ten or something like that or nine or something where the story mode in and of itself could have been done a lot better and a lot less cumbersome like how they're doing right now. I mean, I know some of the some of the spirit stuff and all the other type of gimmick fights and stuff. That's that's a cool idea and concept though, but yet I kind of get the I I just kind of get the feel of this is just going to be kind of a slog to go through. Yeah. And I think it definitely hurts like you have that one cool opening uh cinematic that we saw at the uh at the nintendo direct a month ago yes i love that cinematic yeah that was pretty cool but that's the la- that uh, that's the only one i've seen that's so the... far there's no story beats there's nothing and i think that's part of it is it's like you're going through and it's like like you're accomplishing stuff but how much am i really accomplishing so yeah i don't know i'm sorry i'm sorry for being negative on that but it, i like i said i was really oh, no. excited about it. we... it's a huge disappointment well, that's just the thing, Tyler. We gotta tell people and stuff like that. Just the whole experience about what we've experienced so far. That's basically what we do when we talk about games yeah. to begin with. So no. it's like either positive or negative. It's, yeah. it's like yeah, I know, that's tr- I know. That's true, and that's you know, that's 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 right. But it's uh, like it's just like this is like one of the greatest games ever, and yes. it's just like mm, that one thing is so frustrating. You've done like ninety percent of this game is perfect. There's that one ten percent that's just like. Oh, but yeah, it's almost like every other great games of all time. Like, let's take one example without me going into a tangent. Super Mario 64. Great platforming game from the 64. The camera at times can be cumbersome, really sucky. Yeah, (laughs) because it's an early 3D platformer. Yeah, but that still doesn't excuse the fact that it's still one of the best games of all time in terms of inspiration, in terms of stuff like that. Kind of the same as how I get the feeling from playing Smash Brothers. It's definitely one of the best fighting games of all time, in my personal opinion, from the short time that I've played it. And I'm going to feel even more so of that. But I think the World of Light is definitely something that's going to just, going to just nag at me. It's like, yeah, this mode is not what I want. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But uh, I'm, I'm hoping eventually what might break it open for me is I can unlock one of my favorite characters. And maybe that will uh, kind of get me go, get, get a nice string going. Like I said, I'm playing as Marth just because I'm better with him than I am Kirby and uh, Mario. Uh, but, you know, like, hopefully I unlock a new character soon. Um, but, yeah, I mean, anything we want to add on that before we, we move on? I think that about does it for Smash Talk right at the moment. All right. Unless, unless we want to go into little bit of the gaming news uh yeah i was actually before we get there real quick i was gonna ask you did you play anything else this week besides smash there's one other thing that i did play and i actually finished up this week before even attempting to go through it okay and that is pokemon let's go pikachu i did go through and i did beat it and how i beat it i'm absolutely proud of because not only did i use the shiny pidgey that i had raised (laughs) from last week evolved it all the way to a pidgeot it was in its 40s when it actually went through and helped beat the Elite Four. Nice. However, the last remaining trainer, the rival trainer, I gave him the nickname of Bagel for some reason. <laughs> I don't know why. I, he just has the mind and the IQ of a bagel. I'm sorry. I just got to let it out there. And, there. and he's always but, delightful, which makes sense because he was always so delightful in that game. And so are bagels. Exactly. <laughs> But this is the first time where I've gone through a Pokemon game. It's like, I used Marowak 
and I actually helped beat the game with Marowak. <laughs> Not the Alolan oh. one, the regular ground okay, one. Okay. <laughs> but uh, yes, I loved playing... The overall experience of it, it was super lax. I love the random trainers and stuff like that. I've had a chance to catch Mewtwo. I had a chance to go through some of the in-game content. Mm -hmm. I still can go back to face trainers like Blue and like Red and stuff like that. But as soon as I caught Mewtwo, I had a chance. And this is a big surprise to me. You can, And this is spoilers for anybody else who have not got to this point. So skip ahead for maybe like a few minutes. And now... So, going through and playing off against Green, yes. of all people. Yeah. That is such a throwback. Yeah. That is such a throwback. That's from the original Pokemon manga. Yeah. Because she has made no other reference inside the games. Because she wasn't initially a concept from the original Pokemon games, but never was in there because of whatever the hell. But, uh, yeah, playing against Green, of all trainers and stuff like that, that was awesome. I loved that. That was a tough battle, too. Yeah. I, that was one... We, I, I played that battle last week before we were recording, and I was geeking out about it, and I didn't want to tell you. Um, I know. I don't want to spoil I'm glad but I didn't. you didn't. Yeah, I'm glad I didn't spoil it for that now, because that was, that was a shock for me, because I read about most of the in-game content, but I didn't I didn't know about that. Um, so that was that was cool. Uh, playing, Yeah, playing against her. And it, if you really are, like, someone wants to, like, get really deep into, like, somebody wants a real challenge, that game was pretty easy. Um, if you really want yes. to get into like some tough battles, like the in-game stuff is where you can uh, it, you you can play for for hours and hours, years and years before you can probably finish all that up. Because um, yeah, that's, that stuff is pretty cool. It's not something for me, but it's it's some of it's pretty cool. I'll tell you what, though, my overall thoughts of Pokemon Let's Go Pikachu. It's a great game. Honestly, it's more accessible to easy. It's more accessible to newer players. Mm -hmm. It has content in there where. Even like someone like me that's played through so many of the other Pokemon games can go through, enjoy what it is, enjoy the little bits of conveniences here and there. But uh, lastly, it's given me the itch to go through and try to fill out the Pokedex again. Mm. I have seen 146 out of the 150. I've caught like about 90-something Pokemon throughout the next year. I want to fill that Pokedex. Cool. <laughs> Cool. That's about it for me. Okay. Yeah, I, I think I got like a hundred. I, I caught eighty-five of them or eighty-six of them, and I don't know how many I've seen. It's it's like a hundred, hundred eight or hundred nine. Um, cool. Uh, I I played one of the game as well. I actually beat as well. Um, Forgotten Anne. I talked about it last week quite a bit, so I'm not oh, yeah. going on and on about it. Um, I finished it up. It's about I don't know six ish hours to beat. Uh, maybe yeah. Uh, you could probably beat it sooner. Um, I I was I tried. Pretty much see everything in this game, going through it and talk to everyone. Uh, like I said last week, I think the the art style is beautiful. The uh, going around the world uh, is awful. It, it's the, <laughs> the the platforming is as awful as this game is beautiful. Um, but I, I love the characters in this game. Uh, the, the story is really good. I thought the ending was kind of formulaic. Oh, okay, you got two choices. You can do the good. One, you can do the selfish one, or you can do the the righteous one. Um, and you know, we see in like most games that, uh, for, we've seen for a long time now. Um, right. But, um, yeah, I thought the game was really well done. Uh, there was definitely parts where I, I, like the, like the, I would have rage quitted this game a long time ago if it wasn't because uh -huh. of the, the platform. Cause there's so many sections in this game where like you're doing a lot of the, the platforming and the jumping around and it's so bad. 
and it doesn't it doesn't feel like you're you feel like you're doing the same thing every time but it doesn't react the same way every time uh so you have to like do a lot of reclimbing i spent i sp- probably an extra 45 minutes of this game was me climbing back up things after i fell down um and uh but like i said the the story and the characters are so great it, it pushed me along i beat it uh really good uh it's i think it's like 20 bucks everybody might be able to find it on sale it's on i think it's on everything um i know it's on ps4 steam and switch at least uh because i played it on ps4 but uh yeah right. really good game really fun uh, if you want to have you want to know more about my in-depth thoughts about it uh check out last week's show where i, I went on for quite a while about it um but moving on to the news uh a couple really one huge topic and one you know pretty cool topic um uh, okay we're gonna we're gonna start with what happened uh, we're gonna go chronological order here with the game awards we're on yes. Thursday. Uh, before we we get to the announcements, talk about that. I, I felt you know we should we should talk about we should uh, say who the winners were one more time. Uh, I'm just gonna run through it real quick. Uh, game of okay. game of the year was God of War. Action game was Dead Cells. Action adventure game was God of War. I don't really know what the difference between those two char- those two categories are. Um, one's a <laughs> 2D side scroller and one's a third person action game. I, I don't yeah I don't understand that. Um, uh, best RPG Monster Hunter, Hunter World. You can argue if that's an RPG or not, or what's what is an RPG anymore. Uh, <laughs> best game direction, God of War, uh, makes sense with the uh, one cut uh, with never cutting the camera. Best narrative, Red Dead Redemption Two. That was a bit of a theme throughout the night. Uh, best ongoing game, uh, Fortnite, Art Direction, uh, Return of the Alvardin, uh, which that game looks really cool actually. Uh, best score in music. This one really upset me. Really upset me. Celeste should have won won this with a landslide. Red Dead Redemption Two won it. It's, it's fucking sound like a generic old. I don't know, whatever. It's fine. <laughs> Celeste is amazing. Uh, audio design. RDR Two, of course. Uh, independent game. Celeste. Best performance. Roger Clark as Arthur Morgan. Bullshit. Uh, <laughs> have you ever heard say? Have you ever heard Christopher Judge as Kratos? Say boy, right there should have won. Actually, I was read it, boy. Read it, boy. That was awesome. Uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, that was, I think everybody was waiting for. Uh, so Christopher Judge, who plays Kratos, came out to uh, announce an award or re- give out the winner the the award to somebody, and uh, the boy that played uh, Artius uh, Artreus, I'm sorry, uh, was there with him, and <laughs> the the boy was like taking too long to open the thing up, and it was like a silent pause. It was like a long pause. And he looks at it, he looks over at the kid and he's like, "Read it, boy." And I'm pretty sure he got a standing <laughs> ovation. It was awesome. <laughs> uh, I love it. Yeah, that was great. It's one of my favorite parts of the night. But I was rooting for Cassandra, uh, for the woman that did the voice for Cassandra because I thought she was great in that game. Uh, hmm. Games with impact. Uh, so really cool category. Category that means more than just gaming. It's really cool uh, uh, meaning behind it. Like 11-11 memories of told World War One game. Florence is a game about relationships. Life is Strange is a game about uh, two kids, uh, two uh, Latino kids uh, living in Trump's America. Uh, and there's a lot of stuff going on that I don't want to spoil. The Missing, I actually don't know. I don't really know much about that game. But Celeste ended up winning it, which is awesome. Um, it's a game about depression. I love that game. Uh, best mobile game, Florence won it, which I was really excited about. I really want to play that game. Best VR game. Uh, I was rooting for Moss. 
Astrobot Rescue Mission won it, which just sounds like it was that was fair. Best fighting game, I think Gables and I uh, would both agree it was Dragon Ball Fighters. Um, oh no shit! Now, but now it smashes out different story. But at that point in time, on December sixth, <laughs> we agreed. I think we all agreed Dragon Ball Fighters. Best family game. This is a weird category. Overcooked two won it. it wasn't it was a weird category with Starlink, Mario Party, yep. Nintendo Labo, and Mario Tennis. Uh, best strategy game into the breach best sports racing game which actually before we get we, we go i don't really want to get details yet about the reveal but when they brought out ed uh, ed boone to give out the award for best sports racing game i'm like that mm-hmm. when he walked out there i'm like because i knew who he was he, he's one you know he works for he makes the mortal Kombat games uh i'm like why is he out for the sports racing games that's weird and then when he goes to reveal the winner they reveal mortal Kombat 11 uh but Four of four end up winning it. <laughs> that was awesome. Uh, best multiplayer game, Fortnite, of course. Best. Uh, I'm not gonna skip over some of these. Uh, so, uh, actually, I think the I think the moment of the night though was best esports player. Um, oh yeah, it was most definitely Dominique McLean. McLean, McLean, uh, Sonic Fox is his fighting name. Uh, he ended up winning the award for best esports player, which I actually know who he is. I've heard of him. Yes, he is. Um, uh, he's black. He's gay. He's a furry. Everything the Republicans hate. Uh, exactly. <laughs> I love that part. Uh, <laughs> yes, it's cool. It's it's um, every I don't know. Every so often, every it seems like every couple of years we get that moment from the Game Awards uh, where uh, there's that that really cool like you see like when go up, when a lot of people go up there and win it, it's a lot of industry people. Like you can tell there's some passion behind it and stuff like that. But there, but you can feel the passion from from guys like from like Sonic Fox and when like Greg yep. Miller won Training Gamer Gamer Award uh that was a cool cool moment cool speech um uh, and this this one right here was uh I, I think up there you could he was nervous he was excited he was trying to talk with with the fox head on uh because that uh, <laughs> he made himself more nervous yeah uh it was it was really cool um I love the whole thing because he was like he was mumbling he was trying to he was trying to he was just, he was trying to say a lot of things and it was but it was great I, I loved it I love that whole part um, but the the rest of the rewards were like esports stuff but that's the one thing I want to talk about overall though just looking at the awards before we get to the the actual reveals uh, what were your what were your thoughts on the overall show the like the the, the flow of it and just kind of how things went. Honestly, I thought the show in and of its entirety was really well done. I thought it was the best Game Awards thing they've done yet in terms of quality, in terms of promises that they went forth and executed on. I mean, the whole memorable moment, like towards the beginning of the show, when you had like uh, the head honchos and stuff like that for Microsoft, mm-hmm. PlayStation, and like Nintendo up there in front and center and stuff, just like uh, talking about coming together in terms of like games and stuff, bringing people together, Unity, this and that, and stuff like that. That was a good, powerful way to start your show. Yeah. That I loved. I love the whole aspect with Sonic Fox, how passionate he was and stuff. I love the fact that uh, the voice actor for Kratos and stuff just spouted the line and stuff because the kid was taking so long to open. <laughs> and man, Ed Boon's troll at probably the least interesting category in the entirety of the award show. Because yeah. let's be perfectly honest, sports games. People love sports games. I love sports games to a certain degree. I know Tyler loves his sports games too. He plays Madden every year. I don't. Every day. I don't. I do not like dog on him for doing that. But let's face facts right here. 
Ed Boon doing that troll for the reveal of Mortal Kombat 11 was probably one of the biggest highlights in that night mm. for me because it was hilarious. It was out of, it was definitely out of nowhere. But I'll tell you what my most favorite moment of the night was. And that was the unveiling of Joker yeah. from Persona 5 yep. being the first challenger inside of the Smash Season Pass. That was in and of itself a mic drop moment. Yeah. And what do we call mic drop moments? We call them events that you never think were gonna happen. Yeah. Exploding. Yeah. The the tagline <laughs> on Twitter when it happened was you didn't see it coming. Everybody you was didn't tweeting. See it coming. Yeah. Uh, that's the line that they say in the theme song for Persona oh, 5. Oh, is that that's why? why okay. people were I didn't know it. that. I just saw everybody. You'll never see it coming. Stuff like that. That's cool. That, that was beautiful, Gable. <laughs> it, it sounded even better with this new Yeti. <laughs> oh, I was off key of the last bit. But anyway. Yeah. The moment the moment that announcement hit. And I was like, okay, we got Persona 5. Maybe that's coming to Switch or something like that. Then all of a sudden you see the back of the letter and it's the smash level. Like, oh, Jesus Christ. Yeah. I'm like, holy shit. But I'll tell you what. After that went through, I checked on Twitter. And the best reaction that I've seen for that moment in time had to be from kind of yes. funny zone Tim yes. Geddes. Anthony Cortez sitting right next to him. He has his Razor laptop doing stuff. And he's as shocked and surprised as anybody else, right? But Tim Geddes literally standing up, tossing his hat like a freaking discus, hitting Anthony Cortez's glass of water, spills all over the Razor freaking computer, and absolutely saturates the shit out of it. He destroyed yeah, that $2,000 laptop destroyed <laughs> The best part about it was oh, no. they were, uh, Tim Geddes was wearing a, a, a hat that says hype on it. So he, he, yes. he literally, he was so hyped, he killed, the hype killed the laptop. I know! That's, right. That's so ironic. And just thinking about it right now, that is the most ironic thing <laughs> to possibly happen. Oh. Hype representing the hat. Hitting the glass, and that's basically people's reaction to that entire yeah. That reveal. Yeah, it knocked everybody <laughs> over. Oh man! And you can see Anthony Cortez just raising up his laptop, turning it upside down. You see, water there was so much. It was, it, was, it, was, it was a beer actually. Uh, uh, Lagunita oh, IPA, God. unfortunately. Rest in peace, that beer. Uh, to the beer. Uh, but yeah, it was just when he picks it up and he tips it upside down. There was so much that dripped off of it. I'm like, that it's ruined. Uh, oh my God! But I'll tell you this right now. It's like. The best things inside that entire Game Awards stuff, man, there were so many game moments after game moments where I was just excited among all else. Even, like, with the unveiling of the Crash Team Racing stuff, mm-hmm. that was awesome. Yeah. Yeah. No, th- I think the pretty much most of the reveals were good or they looked interesting or they're memorable. Um, and I, I actually was I was writing some out as it was, the show was going on. Um yeah, like we, can, I, we I guess because we're already talking about, it, we'll just jump through some of them real quick. Um, what the first one that was shown off was actually the pre-show, uh, yep. Sonora Wild Hearts, which I yep. saw that game and I'm like, that's a Gable's ass game right there. If there ever, wherever it was yeah, one, it is. and then like I look on Twitter and Gable's already <laughs> tweeted about it. I'm like, oh yeah, okay. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, no, that they, they look really cool. Um, I actually, you know, I'm not the biggest. Um, uh, rhythm game guy, but that game uh, looked like a lot of fun. Uh, unique art style, though, too. It was like, um, what, 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 what kind of made you excited about when you saw that, the trailer for that one? 
Oh my gosh, it's just like all the different types of colors, stuff like that. Just all the the music-based rhythm stuff, I'm really more or less a sucker to, like, just playing in general. Unless it's like something like Guitar Hero and I get motion sickness from playing that, and it's like, ah, maybe not so much. But this one definitely feels kind of, like, quirky, feels kind of different than the norm and stuff. And I'm kind of excited when I do, when that game does come out, because I want to give that a try. Yes. Uh, What? I wonder if they... They give a re- I know it's 2019, but I can't remember if there was a bigger, if there was a closer window than that. Uh, but I know it's, it sounds like it's at least a console exclusive on the Switch um, as of right now. Yep. Yeah, but that game did look pretty cool. Um, that was like the first one they showed off too. Um, they announced Stanley Parable is coming to the consoles, um, I believe, in next month, uh, with some new endings and new content for it as well. Um, so that's pretty exciting. It's, yeah, that game is been out for like i didn't realize it's been out for like six years now uh yeah and then i think maybe the second biggest shocker of the night besides joker from from persona 5 was marvel ultimate alliance 3 the black order not only is oh, it happening yes. not only is it coming out next year it's exclusive to switch nintendo is publishing oh it. my god um nintendo is publishing marvel ultimate alliance 3 let's just let this sink in for a minute we are talking about a franchise that's lied dormant since the Xbox 360 three, PS3 days. And we're talking about a game series that most recently had a couple of botched ports released for this current yeah. generation. Oh, yeah. This is another instance to where Nintendo has come forth, saw a game series, and actually went through and published it. The last other one I can think of is the Bayonetta games with Bayonetta 2 yep. and Bayonetta 3. And when I posted about that on Facebook for Marvel Ultimate Alliance 3, the first reaction was from Jake. Yeah. <laughs> you see that reaction? Yeah, he's just like, no! No! <laughs> that made my night, actually. Yeah, yeah that was pretty funny. <laughs> yeah, I, um, when it was funny, because I, I saw the Switch logo, and I'm like, okay, all right, cool, we're starting off with Nintendo already, awesome. Uh, and then they started, I was like, I saw the Switch, and I saw Marvel, I'm like, okay. And then I started seeing the gameplay. I'm like, oh, is this like some like phone port or like uh, the Marvel uh, Heroes type ripoff game? They were like bringing it over to, to uh, the Switch. And then I'm like, oh no! Yeah. I'm like, why? It's Marvel Ultimate Alliance Three. Holy crap! Like the game doesn't look like from a uh, not the gameplay wise, just from an uh, just looking at the game from a graphic standpoint, it doesn't look right. very good. It feels it looks like a. Uh, uh, slightly ni- better um, phone, like a mobile game, like you play on your iPhone. Right, uh, I, I right. was thinking, like, oh, okay, this is like one of those free games reports porting over. But I'm, but I'm excited for it because I, I haven't. Yeah, you know, I am too now. Yeah, I, I really enjoyed uh, Marvel Ultimate Alliance one. Uh, I never got a chance to play two. Um, but yeah, th- that game was a lot of fun. So it's been over ten years since we, we've got a game. So uh, I'm, I'm curious to see uh, how how it play how it plays and how it looks. Um, the next game that was. Uh, like I said, I, I didn't write them all down. Uh, there's a lot of there's like over 20 games revealed. I just kind of picked out the ones that kind of stood out to us, and I think the one the ones that kind of stood out to a lot of people. Um, then the next one that we're going to talk about is a game called uh, Far Cry New Dawn that they actually like right. teased a couple days before the event, and it was like a, a nuclear bomb dropping on uh, Montana, uh, which is where Far Cry Five takes place at. So I'm like, oh, this must be like a DLC thing. But I'm like, wait, they already have season pass that um i think it's done already i'm like maybe this is more dlc they're adding uh come to find out no this is a, a whole nother game i don't know exactly how um 
Like it's forty dollars, so it's not like a big, uh, right. not a big one. It sounds like it seems like it's the Montana map, but now a nuke dropped on it, uh, and it's like it looks like a. People are calling it far. Uh, it's a Fallout Cross Far Cry, so they're calling it uh, Far Out New Dawn, uh, which I thought was kind of funny. Um, but it's coming out uh, on February fifteenth uh, next year. Like I said, it's forty bucks. Uh, it's basically like a, a big expansion for for, for Far Cry Five. Uh, that that yeah. that do anything for you? To be perfectly honest with you, it looked pretty similar to what Prey Two is doing at this point in time. And both of those games, yeah, I understand like a lot of their uh, the ways they're trying to present themselves and stuff, especially with the Far Cry Five, like the New Dawn stuff. But it's like it really just makes me want to go and play Borderlands Two. Yeah, because when essentially I get the freaking same feeling watching those games. And just be heavily reminded how much Borderlands 2 did similar stuff and actually executed on it well. Yeah, that's exactly <laughs> what I was thinking when I saw that. And there's another game, actually. Uh, I thought the same thing. It made, made me feel the exact same. I was like, where's Borderlands 3 right. when I was watching this? I'm going to skip ahead a couple. Uh, to Obsidian's new game, the, they, they're the makers of South Park, Stick of Truth, and Far Out. Uh, far Out, damn it. Far, uh, Fallout, <laughs> New Vegas. Uh, they were just purchased by um, Xbox or Microsoft. Uh, their new game was revealed called The Outer Worlds. Um, it looks like um, it really looks like Fallout, and like, but like this, the graphical style of it makes it look more like uh, like a Borderlands. Uh, and you're on like a, on a space planet. Uh, that game I thought looked really cool, um, but like you like you were saying with with Far Cry New Dawn. I just really like. I just really want Borderlands right now because I don't know if that one, that one looks like it's more focused on story uh, and than it is the action side of it. But uh, yeah, I, I I'm down to play the the Outer Worlds and apparently it's a 2019 game, which I don't believe that at one bit. But apparently it is. What um, what did you think of that one? To be perfectly honest with you, I thought kind of a bit indifferent about the game in and of itself. I know Obsidian can make some great RPGs and stuff, but uh, I think I more or less want just to wait and see how this game does before I actually have a really decent opinion about it. Because at this moment in time, I really don't have a lot of information to go forth on it. <laughs> yeah, no, that's fair. Uh, like I said, it was just revealed, so I'm sure we'll hear more about it. And it's supposed to be out next year, so I'm sure we'll even hear more about it soon, actually. Um, but jumping back, uh, Supergiant Games, the makers of uh, Bastion and uh, Transference, uh, revealed their new game. It's called Hades. Uh, looks more mm-hmm. like, but more, looks like more of Bastion and Transference, which I'm happy about because the last game that came out, Pyre, I was not a big fan of. I liked the gameplay, I just didn't like anything else about it. Um, but it's actually out on uh, early access right now, uh, and it's supposed to be coming out sometime in 2019 um, for full purchase. But uh, I'll t- I'll tell you what though, that game. That game Hades looks really good yes. from what I have seen. Mm-hmm. And kind of honestly, it's been sort of a theme since Epic had their game stores stuff not too long ago. Yeah. I'm more or less wanting to go and try that game store out now. Yeah, that's a cool thing. I, we were gonna, I was going to want to talk about it, but with with yeah. everything else happening this week, it just kind of uh, kind of got pushed aside. But yeah, it's a cool thing they're doing. Yeah, uh, they, I think it just actually released um, a couple days before the Game Awards. Uh, and it's great because not only they're getting a lot of exclusive games, um, because there's a big, uh, been a big issue for a long time now, but Epic Game Store is giving um, an 88% to 88 to 12 split of the revenue from the games that are sold on their Epic Game Store 
So 80% of it goes to the uh, developers, which is that's awesome. awesome. When uh, like issue right now with Steam takes 30% and when, and they don't really people a lot of developers are upset because they don't feel like they're doing much to, to earn that 30% um, that they're giving mm. them. Um, and this one, I wonder how that's going to affect Steam. Yeah, because I mean, you've already we've already seen a bunch of games this week. Uh, even a few in the kind of funny game showcase that were like, "Hey, we have we're on Epic Game Store," and it's big and bold right there, Epic Game Store. So, and it looks like they're already getting some super giant games. Is a pretty big indie game. Um, I'm curious to see how that's going to play out in the future. But yeah, I, I am definitely um, excited for another super giant game, especially one like that, because going back to the Bastion style. Uh, and transference socks that those games are incredible um moving on to this one is actually like kind of uh leaked a couple i don't know if it was, if it was leaked or if they like announced it but crash team racing uh is being remastered um and coming out now it was weird it was kind of weird because it, it was like they had like the the playstation 4 um graphic at the end so it was like, oh it's exclusive first on ps4 it's probably gonna come out the year after on xbox and switch in actuality it's coming to everything on june 21st of uh, 2019 wow so it's gonna be on everything day of no no exclusivity rights for that game um i never played crashing racing i hear a lot of people say that it's better than um better than mario kart back then was uh did you ever play it i played a little bit of it but that was through the playstation 3 from when i did get crash team racing okay. and stuff and played some bit of it it definitely Seems like a competent kart racer, you know? I didn't really get a chance to play a lot of it, but I went through, like, a couple cups. The gameplay's solid. I mean, it's absolutely solid in terms of, like, the things. It makes you feel like that you are playing some reminiscent, like, evolved form of Mario Kart, but at the same point, it's definitely warrant enough to where I'm kind of excited about this remake, this remaster, pretty much, coming out pretty soon. Yeah, Um, I'm curious if they're going to do, like, any quality of life improvements, because... People always say it's better than Mario Kart 64, uh, but I feel like Mario Kart, you know, they've had six iterations of Mario Kart since then. So I'm curious to see what the uh, differences between those. Um, after that, we had uh, Hello Games, the makers of No, no Man's Sky, announced their new game, uh, which is uh, called The Last Campfire, uh, which looked, looked yeah. kind of interesting. It was, it, was a, it was mostly cinematic trailer, um, but it, it, looked, it looked kind of cool, kind of cool art style. Um, it's a two-man crew making this game too, by the way. So, um, right. I don't know. Do, do you remember this one at all? If so, did, what do you think of it? I thought it looked kind of interesting, but uh, I forgot that uh, Hello Games was the same one that made No Man's <clears throat> Sky. I was thinking while I'm looking at this trailer, it's like Hello Games. That sounds familiar. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. It's crazy because I remember you know when No Man's Sky came out, uh, everybody was like, "There's no way they they have to change their name or something." And now here they are, you know. Uh, it's something, they did a good job turning on my sky around, though, it sounds like. Um, oh, yeah. Next up, uh, this game, they, they already... This was pretty much all but announced by Bioware that this was happening. Um, but their new game, they didn't even give it an actual... They didn't even actually say the name of the game. Um, when they... when they, It was like a 15-second teaser. Uh, just said Bioware, and you heard the voice actor that, that did Solus, um, who's one of the main characters in Dragon Age Inquisition. Um, you heard You heard him talking... And then it's uh, the new game, which is it's now officially Dragon Age 4. Um, so that's happening. Uh, but it sounds like that game is years and years away. Like they just, they spent a few years working on it. And then uh, end of last year, beginning of this year, they completely scrapped the, the game and started started all over. So who's to say how far along they are? 
with that game. But uh, I don't know. I mean, I was disappointed. I've been disappointed with the last two Dragon Age games. I thought the first one was fantastic. Two and three, not so much. Uh, I don't know. if you, Did you ever get into the Dragon Age games? Not really, okay. to be perfectly honest with you. I never really got into the series of it, but I know friends who were very much into yeah, it. Yeah, I, I absolutely love Dragon Age uh, and their DLC pack. Um, and yeah, so uh, hopefully this gets it back on the right track. But if it's continue on from Inquisition, I'm probably going to bounce out of that one. Um, then we uh, there was actually an Anthem teaser trailer. Um, they had showed actually showed off some story, well, not teaser, tra- a story trailer that kind of tells you the bit of the story of the of the world. So, um, I got there was not much to talk about there, but it was shown off. I actually did though. Uh, I got into the Anthem Al- Alpha uh, that that's going on this weekend only. Uh, oh, really? Yeah, I. <clears throat> so I'm not allowed to really talk about my thoughts on it. I don't really don't know if I'm even allowed to say I'm I'm in the Anthem Alpha, uh, but I just did, so I don't know. But, uh, <laughs> like, there's, like, four three-hour blocks that you can play the game online um, during that time. And the first one was this morning, and I tried for the entire three hours, and I couldn't get into a game. So, uh, oh, no. I was playing Smash while I was trying to get into the game, and <laughs> I never got in. Uh, and then the other one, the second one today, uh, there's two Saturday, two Sunday. The second one today is going on right now, so I'm not going to get a chance to check that one out. Um but also next up, the Stranger Things uh, uh, directors are out, creators are out there. I can't, uh, not the Russo brothers, the brothers. I can't remember their names though. Um, but they announced a 16-bit Stranger Th- uh, Stranger Things game called Stranger Things Three, which is odd being the first Stranger Things game. Um, but it sounds like it's going to tie into Season Three. Um, it's supposed to be coming out, I believe, in the early part of 2019. I don't think. Have you watched Stranger Things? Not very much. Okay, you're killing me, Smalls. You really need to watch that show. Uh, but the game, what did you think of the game itself, though? The game looks pretty interesting. I kind of like how it's sort of like a Smash TV style of game, yeah. it feels like. Yeah. Um, that looks like it might be fun. It, it, it could be a cool little thing, but especially if it really does tie into the to the Season 3. Um, I'd be curious to check it out because um, of that. Um, next up, though, like we, we talked about earlier... Mortal Kombat 11 was officially announced. It's been leaks and leaks forever. I think everybody knows it's coming because there's always... Um, this will be the first time... It's coming on April 23rd. Uh, this will be the first time since they start... NetherRealm came back with fighting games. That's not, they're not releasing a game every other... On the even... Or the odd years of... Uh, in May. So... Um, but yeah, April 23rd. So close enough. But it, it, was, it was revealed. I thought a really cool trailer. Um, despite the fact there was no actual gameplay for it. Um, and like you were saying, it was one of the, it was it was one of the coolest moments of the night. Definitely one of, uh, like I said, one of my two or three favorite moments of the night. Uh, and there's going to be a full reveal on January se- uh, tw- uh, January seventeenth. Uh, so about, about a month from now, we'll, be, we'll actually see some gameplay of the game. Uh, are you excited for uh, some Mortal Kombat Eleven? No, I've never really been much of a fan for Mortal Kombat. To be perfectly son, honest with you, son of a bitch. Well, I'm excited. Uh, Oh, I know you are. <laughs> yeah, uh, I love those games, so uh, I can't wait to jump back into it. Uh, Psychonauts 2 is coming out in 2019. I've never played Psychonauts. I know there's a huge fan base behind it. That game was announced years ago. Uh, we've never really seen much about it, other than there's a VR game coming soon, too. Are Are you a Psychonauts fan at all? I don't know. I played a little bit of Psychonauts, and that's a very quirky platformer, and I was excited to see the actual gameplay stuff for Psychonauts 2. It definitely it seems like it's going to be even more ambitious than the first. Okay, cool. And then, uh, last but not least, and we already talked about it, uh, the uh, Joker uh, 
for Persona 5 DLC character being piece of DLC character number one. No release date. There was no gameplay shown. Uh, definitely uh, a great way to kind of. It wasn't the God of War was the end of being the winner. A game of the year was the was the uh, was the last part. The last thing we saw, but kind of be like the finale of the announcements. Because I mean, let's face it, that's the real reason we. we I think I'd watch the show regardless, but that's the biggest reason why we. I think we all watch that show. Um, is yep. it's kind of like a, a mini uh, E3 um, with some really cool stuff in between, uh, and that was a really cool. Like I'm not a Persona guy, uh, but I'm like, oh, okay, Persona Five. It's coming to Switch, which I think is pretty much guaranteed at this point now. Has to, uh, but I think that was a really cool moment. And I think what's exciting about that, more exciting about that to me, is the fact that a few weeks ago, Sakurai said, hey. Nintendo is picking all the DLC characters. They've already been picked. Um, usually Sakurai is one that decides who gets in and out, and Nintendo is doing it this time. Uh, and I think okay. well, I think a lot of people, from my, my, my personal concerns, I think some other people's too, was, oh, crap, it's going to be like weird C characters in the Nintendo world. Um, my, my only hope was maybe we'll get Waluigi out of it. Um, and to come out right away, and it's Joker from Persona 5? Like we're getting crazy with some uh, with the DLC, which is exciting. It for means me. it means it's going to be open game. Yeah, quite possibly any character could make it in. Yeah, I, I feel like you know? I feel like at this point, um, if it's anything that is Nintendo, it would be kind of a disappointment at this point, unless it ties into something big. Uh, if, if it ties in like Fire Emblem uh, Three Houses or something, that'd be kind of a disappointment because we don't need another Fire Emblem character or another Pokemon character. Um, if it, I, it just I think it really needs to be like more third party stuff. Like you look at like the fighting games, what you're doing now, like Mortal Kombat and like, I keep going back to it, but like Mortal Kombat, the way they do it is they get characters outside of the, of the Mortal Kombat realm. They'll get Freddy or Jason and Mike Myers and uh, stuff like that. I, I personally believe that what they're going to do for this fighter pass is they're going to be finding characters kind of similar to that of how they got Joker from persona five to where it's going to be third party characters. Probably most of them are going to be third party characters mm-hmm. That no one is going to see coming from a mile away. Yeah, and uh, I hope that's true. I, I've, you know, like I'm not an anime guy. Everybody knows that. Uh, but I would love this to be really cool to see like a Dragon Ball uh, Z fighter getting there. Probably beat Goku, but I know, right? I want the big perp, uh, pink guy. I never can remember his name. What's his name? Eagles. Majin, Majin Buu. Buu. Thank you. He's got to remind me every time. <laughs> I just remember him because he was like, the coolest thing about it. Um, other than Trunks, Trunks is pretty sweet. Uh, Trunks would be awesome. I take Trunks. Uh, but yeah, I don't know. I thought overall it was the announcement was really good this year. Uh, I think I, I was hoping for the a lot of people were talking about maybe we'll get what we had last year when they announced Bayonetta three. And not only are you getting Bayonetta three is in development. Hey, Bayonetta one and two are coming are being ported to the Switch and it's coming out in two months. I think a lot of people were hoping that with Metroid Prime, like hey, here's Metroid Prime four and the trilogy is coming to the Switch in two months. Oh god, that'd be awesome. yeah. That was kind of the big you know, and the, that was kind of the big. Uh, not so much of a rumor, but that was kind of what everybody was thinking was going to happen. And um, oh, the big rumor before that actually was that uh, for a long time was that the first DLC character was going to be revealed at the show. But then um, that was before they announced there was DLC. And then when they showed off the, the last director, everybody's like, okay, well, that's not happening now. And then come find out, yeah, it is. It's, it's, it's certainly weird to announce a DLC character before the game actually officially is out. But I think the way they did it was really well done. Um <laughs> I, you know, I thought overall, I thought the show was, you know, um, you, you were talking about earlier about your thoughts on the show, and uh, I'm with you. I think this is one of the better ones yet. Every year, it feels like he's getting, it's getting better and better. Uh, we've railed on these shows in the past, and it feels like he takes 
uh, Jeff Keighley takes a lot of the complaints and he kind of he does a good job of um, you know reformatting it and making the show better. Like all some of that stuff, like the, the ads and things like that, they're always going to be there. They got to be there if this show is going to happen. That stuff has to be there. Um, and I'm I, I'm fine with that. I can live with that stuff. Uh, but I, you know, I thought the reveals are only getting better and bigger. Uh, you know, the fact that every year Reggie's Reggie's been in every single one. Uh, we see Phil Spencer out there. Um, it's 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 cool. It's it's cool to see to see all that, and uh, it's a great night where you get to see the faces of the people that make the games you love, and I love that. Um, like Corey Barlog out there with uh, with God of War, uh, and Matt from Matt Makes Games with Celeste going out there, uh, and he had a really you know, he the speech was he was very nervous, but the, the way he wrapped up the speech was really well done. I thought. Um, so yeah, I think every year it gets better. Uh, my my biggest issue with the show, I have to say, is that it's like over three and a half hours long. Um, oh my god, yeah, that show went. Long. Yeah, um, and I don't know how long how long they planned for the show to be, uh, but the I mean the pacing was fine. Like there was really there was very few dead points for me in uh, in that, and really the only dead points were like when they showed off a world premiere of a game that I was I'm like ah it looks fine or I wasn't really interested, and that was it. Like you know, it wasn't like there wasn't like any awful moments in the show um it's like oh, okay well I'm, that game doesn't interest me that's fine but there's you know there's 10 other games that i'm excited about playing that came out of that so um yeah that's my biggest complaint is just the length of it you know getting uh i'm just happy it was on thursday night uh getting done after 11 o'clock central time uh is pretty rough especially when it to be about uh, 4 30 in the morning the following day oh god uh, so but yeah i mean that's that's it that's my one complaint about that the whole thing uh, and then Red Dead Redemption 2 uh, winning, like, every award f- for, like, the first half of the show, um, which is, a, which oh, is yeah. I think a, there's a lot of that going on. It's a great game. I, I understand that. It's one that was probably, probably going to be one of the games of the generation for most people. Um, but it's just, you know, and I get it. it technically, does it deserve to win a lot of those awards? Yeah, but it just still kind of sucks to see um, that, that game keep winning. And I, I know it definitely, I, you were, I know you were feeling the same way, and a lot of people were on Twitter feel the same way um but it, yeah it's just it, it's like you want to see somebody it's like just could somebody else win a damn award because they they have a lot of awards they give out or they they are not they have but they only actually do like the up presenters and giving out the awards and they get to do a speech there's only like eight or nine of them throughout the entire show the rest of them are announced off to the side or before the show or whatever uh and to see half of them be the red dead redemption 2 uh was a bit of a was, was kind of kind of sucked at first, and then they won like the first. They won like four of the first like six, and they didn't win another one the the, uh, the rest of the night. Um, and then I think like that's probably a personal point, just because we neither one of us has played that game. Um, but it was it was cool to see. Like I thought for sure RDR two was going to win the whole game of the, game of the year, and it was great to see uh, God of War end up winning it. Um, but yeah, um, moving on to the last thing, I think we can make this one fairly quick. There wasn't. Um, I was really excited about this, um, and the, the, I, I didn't know what to expect. I, I wasn't expecting like an E3 or anything to the level of like Game Awards, uh, but kind of funny, uh, which to let everybody know I am a Patreon supporter, so a bit of a bias on my end for sure. Uh, they did they had what they called the kind of funny game showcase, um, which is a really cool thing they did because PSX uh, wasn't have PlayStation experience wasn't happening this year. They're like they like all these small developers like to show off and reload games on a big stage at, at PlayStation experience. So they kind of picked up the ball and I said, Hey, we're going to put this together. Uh, and in like six weeks, they put this whole showcase that they thought uh, they were going to have like a 20 minute show, maybe 
with some small stuff, and they ended up having seventy games to, to show off. They had a they had to like tell other people, no, we can't we can't show your game. Uh, they made one. They had one rule where there has to be something new or uh, new. What if it's a game that's already been revealed? Has to have a release date. Has to have something announced for it. Um, and they did a really. I think they did a really good job with that. Um, for for a lot of that. like I said, there was uh, seventy games re- uh, shown off at this. Uh, a little over an hour long, so it was. I think that was kind of a perfect pacing. The way it just flew through. There was no uh, dead spots, just like the game awards in this one. Um, some of the some of the bigger stuff that did kind of stand out. I thought was. Uh, I kind of wrote them down. Uh, Super Meat Boy Forever, which has been revealed before, but it's coming out in April, uh, officially. Oh, um, which is a really cool game, but that game was so hard. Um, but I, I had a lot of fun with it until I hit that brick wall where I'm like, I can't, I just can't beat this part. Um, Toe Jam and Earl. Uh, I don't know if it's a remake or a whole new game. That's coming out on March 1st. Um, you can you can pre-order that now. Uh, Mike Bithell, who actually makes Thomas Was Alone, um, which I love that game. That's a great game. Uh, he has a new game coming out called Quarantine Circular. It's on the Switch today. Uh, it looks like an interesting. It's a, it's, a, it's a. He's called it the. It's called a Mike Bithell short. Um, so it's a. It's a little mini game thing. Not a mini game, but it's a small. It's a shorter game. You can play. Uh, there was actually another in-depth uh, anthem trailer. They didn't show the whole thing off. They said it's a long video, uh, but they did post it. They showed off like a minute of it, and they said that there's like a seven-minute video. You can check out on YouTube now. It goes in depth on the trailer that was shown. It breaks down basically breaks down the entire trailer that was shown off at the Game Awards and kind of gives you more backstory on the uh, the, the lore of Anthem. Uh, one game, there was two games that really stood out to me uh, for this for sure. Um, was a game called Ape Out. Uh, looks like a yeah. um, Jesus. What was it called? Uh, oh, uh, what uh, Hotline Miami. Looks like Hotline Miami, but you play as an ape who, or a gorilla who escapes from his cage, and you're like you're on top of like you're on like the 17th floor of a building, and there's like these uh, these armed uh, like SWAT guys attacking you, and you have to like kill them, and yeah, you have to escape the building without dying. And everybody was saying it was like hot, Hotline Harambe, uh, which was, which, was oh, no. which I died oh, when no. I read that. That was awesome. Uh, <laughs> Yeah, that that was the comment of the show. I thought for sure out of twi- uh, Twitter. Um, that's coming out in February. And that looks like a lot of fun. Uh, and then another game I saw uh, called Tunch. I believe is how you announce it. Uh, I guess yeah. that was the first game that was after they said, "Hey, we're going to do this kind of funny game showcase." They were the first developer to hit them up, say, "Hey, can we want to be a part of this?" And uh, that's coming out on February fourteenth. Looks like a really cool, like it's like a two D side scroller, but you can move. Uh, you know, left not only left and right, but you can move back and forward. Um, really cool uh, art style. It looks like it's a Tyler game. Really unique art style. Good music. Uh, the only thing that's missing is a dog, and that would it'd be my game of the year for 2019. Um, <laughs> but I thought that looked really cool. And then they had another game called Judgment, which I didn't. Under, I thought they were going like Sega was a part of it, and they suddenly announced about Yakuza, and I'm like, oh, so they're gonna announce like a new like maybe some DLC for Yakuza. No, they have a whole new game that the Yakuza studio is making. Called Judgment. Uh, it looks like Yakuza. Um, uh, you know, I've always wanted to get into those games, uh, but it's just it, there's so, there's like ten of them now, and I don't I don't know how, there's no chance of how I'm gonna get in those games because they're all super long games. But this game Judgment looks kind of cool. It's like you're, you're like investigating like a serial killer uh, in Japan. Um, I don't know if you've seen the trailer for that one yet, but that looks really cool. 
I thought it looked all right, all right. you know, from what I initially saw. Yeah. Um, <laughs> it looks fun. I, like I said, I've always wanted to get into Yakuza games, and this might be a good way to jump into, finally, something close to a Yakuza game. And then it ended off with... Um, they had the they had the one they was like hey guys this is like they said judgment it's like they did like the wrapping up but they both said hey we got one more thing for you which I thought was awesome with uh kind of go, uh, kind of a, a wada throwback with the uh, uh, the Drex. Uh <laughs> it was really cool the way they ended it and I with with me you know uh, Tunch was probably my game of the show but this was like my favorite moment of the show when they announced that episode three of the Walking Dead final season. Um, is coming out on January fifteenth. There's so that means there'll be one more episode after that. Uh, but it was really cool. They had like a little short video about how, and they talked about how um, you know Telltale going under while developing this game. We talked about a lot Skybound picking it up, and they're actually working in the in the Telltale what was the remnants of the Telltale studio to make this game. And they're calling like the group of people um, uh, still not bitten uh, is the uh, name of the group. But that was really <laughs> cool, which is one of the uh, popular lines Clementine says in uh, ep- um, I think episode one. Of the first season, so kind of a cool throwback, uh, and there was like a little like a video showing off like kind of Clementine from the beginning to where she is now. Um, so I thought that was really cool. Um, so coming out of it, you know, not a lot of AAA stuff, which I which I was expecting. And like I said, I didn't really know what to expect coming from this. And I don't know how much of this you've seen or caught Gables, but uh, I was really happy with it. And I, you know, like I said, I have a bias because I, I love the kind of funny uh, team. I love I watch. I watched most of their content, um, and I, I enjoyed the whole thing. And I got a lot of the inside jokes they had throughout the, uh, the throughout the show. Uh, but from what you saw, what did you think of it? <laughs> I thought it was all right. You know, from what initial game announcements and stuff from what I've seen were on point. There definitely a lot of like indie stuff that I thought was like okay, some borderline stuff. I think that uh, what was that name of that game? Funk. Tunch. Tunch. I believe that's how you pronounce it. So, Tunch. That game looks pretty good, I thought. I thought the whole Ape Out game looked pretty interesting as well. Yeah. Hotline Harambee. <laughs> rest in peace. Yeah, the Hotline Harambee. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, though, I mean, there were some games that caught my attention, though, but I thought it ended really well with the unveiling of The the Walking Dead, that uh, episode three that's going to be coming out relatively soon. And stuff, but I thought initially that the game showcase that kind of funny had was all right. You know, they definitely have something to be proud of, and definitely something to work towards for the next time. Yeah, yeah. So I don't. Yeah, I don't know. Like they they've stated that they don't know if they're going to do another one of these. They did call it the first one uh, ever, and they, they left the door open to do more. But uh, uh, we'll have to, I think it's going to be wait and see if PlayStation Experience comes back or not. Um, but yeah, I thought it was really well done, really cool, uh, giving the. The floor to a lot of these small uh, indie games that could have came and went, and uh, uh, we never would have heard of. Um, and there's a lot of other cool ones that that were in there too. I just there's a lot of them that look eh, like I think every single one of them for the most part looked interesting or at least like eh, I'd like to see more of that. But um, there's just there's no way we we'd have time to talk about all of them. And I think a lot of them we would just we mix up what what's one of those were because it like I said it flowed super quickly, which I liked a lot. But uh, yeah. Um, that, like I said, really cool, uh, really good week of gaming. Really good, really great week of entertainment. Uh, never a dull day when it came to that, whether you're a movie fan, TV show fan, or a um, a video game fan. So uh, we went super long this week, but a lot of cool things happened. Um, so I'm going to wrap up the show. Uh, like, um, so if you want to hear more from us, we have a Facebook page and group. 
uh, Drunk Dashers Podcast. Like and join us on there. We're on Spotify now. Uh, Drunk Dashers Podcast on there. Uh, you can follow us, I think is what you do on there. I think, I think that's what you do. Um, on iTunes, Drunk Dashers Podcast. Subscribe. Please give us a five-star review. Uh, five stars and leave us a nice review, please. Um, and then on YouTube, Drunk Dash Nerds. Subscribe, please. Give us a big thumbs up on the podcasts. And give us, leave us a nice comment. We like that. I like those. I, I read the ones we get. And then also on twitch.tv slash Colonel Gables. Uh, oh, follow yeah. him on there. Trying to become a uh, Twitch affiliate. He's uh, quickly getting that. He just needs some. He's more. He just needs some more followers to help him get to that level. Yes. Uh, so if you guys can do that, he would really appreciate it. I really appreciate it if you did that. As well. Oh, of course, of course. Um, we, we, Gable just bought a very expensive microphone. He's got. He's got to pay off that debt now. Um, <laughs> so yeah, I think. Oh, Twitter. I forgot Twitter. Um, drunk. Add drunkards pod. Follow us on there, please, as well. Um, so check us out in all those places. Leave us nice, say nice things about us. Leave us nice reviews. Uh, more, more of you guys do that, the more, more likely those people can see us. Uh, so once again, thank you guys for listening. I was your host, I was Tyler, and I have been Colonel Gables. So until next week, everyone. I hope you have yourself a good week. I hope you play yourself some fun games. But most importantly of all, thank you very much for enjoying another fun-filled episode of the Drunk Dash Nerds Podcast. Hey, hey Gables. Yes. Too sweet. Too sweet. Bye, guys. See ya!